what is the deal? We back with another episode of Convo Conversations. I'm sorry, y'all. It's been a minute, but we back. Or at least I'm back. Josh is in. Uh, Josh is in L.A. right now. Yeah, he won't be back for I don't know when, because he didn't tell me when he was coming back. But, uh, yeah, it's just me. This episode, uh, kind of get used to it, kind of not. Uh, Josh should be getting out of the military pretty soon. You know, I don't know when, but, uh, you know, it'll become a point in time where it'll just be me. Uh, we'll try to keep this thing going where it's both of us, hopefully. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. Me, I decided not to take my black ass nowhere for uh, Christmas leave. I really didn't feel the need, or I really didn't want to do anything, so I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to you know, just chill out. But uh, I do have to go home probably uh, Sunday. Uh, let's get the bad news out of the way right now while we can. My cousin... Uh, got into uh, a real bad car accident after Thanksgiving. Um, I guess he was just riding in. He was riding in a car with other people. He was asleep. He didn't have his seatbelt on. And they got into a car accident. And he was the only person that got hurt. Um, I guess he was like, you know, paralyzed. Couldn't feel his legs. Couldn't feel his, you know, arms and stuff like that. You know, I guess things got worse over time. Uh, he passed away uh, a few days ago, I think. A couple days. Um, it's tragic. I really feel like he was like the life of all the young people in, on my dad's side of the family when it came to like family reunions and stuff like that. Uh, I will say that he was that guy in our family. So rest in peace to him. I'll be going home for funeral on Monday because it wasn't I wasn't even planning on going home it wasn't the best thing to be going home for but I guess I'll be home I'll be in and out I won't be there long because I want to come back home and just chill at the house and enjoy my time off it's been a lot going on um, so yeah I just decided not to do anything for New Year's or Christmas just in the house for three weeks Play video games. And that's pretty much it. Keep to myself. That's what I've been doing lately. But uh, yeah. So now that's out of the way, we're gonna talk about uh, some things. It's kind of gonna be a little. It's it's kind of hard doing a podcast by yourself because it's almost like you you on stage doing a a stand up comedy, but you ain't. So you kind of like uh, you kind of you know, winging it almost, almost talking to yourself. Of course you're talking to yourself, but you ain't got somebody like to bounce off things. How, you know, me and Josh normally do things where we bouncing things off each other and we just keeping the thing going for an hour, two hours. But, you know, it's kind of like you're doing stand-up comedy where you hope that your audience is listening and they enjoying the content that you're putting out. But, hey, we're going we gonna to see how it goes. We're going to... Trying to make it work. I think I did this one time before, and I was drunk as fuck. It was like a 30-minute episode or something like that, a 45-minute episode, and I got stupid drunk for I don't know why, dumb shit. But 
We're going to try to do things a little bit different. Um, but yeah. So, it's, uh, it's Christmas. I think it's been like a couple weeks since we did our last episode. Yeah, it's Christmas now. Christmas is at the end of this week. Christmas was kind of easy for me this year. I ain't going to lie. Normally, when it's when it's Christmas time, I ball the fuck out for my son, Caleb. But he was a little badass for these past, for the past month. So, he Christmas got canceled for him. And I don't know about the rest of y'all parents out there. But ain't don't nothing when you get older, don't nothing bring you joy is when you ain't gotta buy a goddamn thing for Christmas. I, I love my son to death and y'all know, some of y'all that know me for a while, I ball the fuck out on my son. I spared no expense. And half of it is so I can piss his mama off because I you know I wanna outdo her for Christmas and she but she'll try to tell me that, you know, she always used to try to tell me that, you know, dog you know, tone it down a little bit for Christmas and his birthday because he has brother he has a, a brother and sister um, that are her kids that I don't know if she feels like they'd get kind of jealous by it or something like that, but I don't give a fuck. For me, it's I'm I'm balling out to show you which parent love you the most. And it ain't about gifts and stuff like that, but to a kid, to me, you want to show me how much you love me? Shit. Buy me whatever the fuck I want for Christmas and my birthday. So that's pretty much what I do every year for his birthday. I spare no expense. And this year I didn't have to. And I was kind of happy about that. Because at minimum, I think at most, at minimum, I know for sure at most because it always hits my fucking pockets. Uh, I spend like less than $1,000. And my son is seven years old. So imagine spending no less than $1,000 on a kid that's seven and below. That's a lot of shit. A lot of shit. And I, I, I think I'm not even including clothes. I never really include clothes because I love to put clothes on my son's back. I love to see him dress nice because I dress nice. Um, but just buying him just ridiculous shit. I think the most ridiculous thing I've ever bought him for, I think it was Christmas or might have been his birthday, was a one of those vintage arcade systems. I bought him like a Ninja Turtle arcade game like the big ass arcade game it was like a mini one though for like little kids but it was like huge as fuck it's probably the same size of a, a little six-year-old and for him to have an everyone just i just buy him ridiculous shit just shit to fill up in his room over there at his mama house so you know like yeah my dad my dad fuck it because i mean let's be real it's a lot it's a lot of absent dads out there and i don't want to be one of them I ain't going to be one of them. I can't be one of them. Don't want to be one of them. So I balled the fuck out for my son no matter what. But, yeah, this year he kind of showed his ass a little bit in school. And I think it's because uh, his mom's deployed right now. Um, I'm here in Colorado. So, it, you know, his grandma, his, his, his mom's mom is kind of taking care of him right now. Is taking care of him right now. Um, so... I think that, I don't know, it's just like one of those little kid things where, you know, they kind of lash out, get beside themselves a little bit. But, yeah, so he was having trouble in school. No academic stuff he was having trouble with. He's a smart kid, but he's just got a little bit of an attitude problem and stuff like that. And he, for damn sure, gets it from me a little bit. And we, he for damn sure gets it from his goddamn mama. 
and we ain't gonna neglect to mention that because we kind of allude to it comes from me, but it do not. It comes from his mama. His mama's an Aries and got a little bit of Puerto Rican in him, so he got an attitude problem. But felt good having not to spend as much money this year on Christmas. I did buy stuff for my my youngest though, my little baby. Um, but yeah. Christmas don't even feel like Christmas when you're an adult, especially during a pandemic. Like when during a pandemic, you ain't you ain't really go black. Black Friday shopping wasn't shit. You had to do all your shopping online. Normally, you do your shopping online on Cyber Monday, but it was Cyber Monday all Thanksgiving weekend. It wasn't a fucking Walmart that was open, and I wasn't going to Walmart to shop. I was just going to Walmart to. Uh, I was home for Thanksgiving, forgot I had to buy some new drawers. Couldn't buy new drawers. I said I was gonna. I was done wearing boxers, and I was gonna switch over to briefs. Couldn't buy a goddamn brief in sight because Walmart was closed all Thanksgiving weekend. Every Walmart all over the city pissed me off. But uh, yeah, Christmas ain't really what it used to be. You know, you get older. As you get older, all you really want to do is make sure your kids are satisfied. Make sure they got what they want. But ain't a goddamn thing under the tree for me. Which I ain't really worried about because I bought my shit myself shit all throughout the year, all throughout the year. Uh, I was probably about to buy a gun tomorrow, but I probably ain't gonna do that now. Uh, I'll probably just hold off on that. Got a lot of gun projects in the uh, in my bag, but uh, yeah, Christmas ain't really what it used to be. I'm, I think the last time I really enjoyed Christmas was. I don't even remember, probably when I was in middle school or something like that. When you get older and you're in high school and shit, all you want is like, you know, a PlayStation and probably uh, some some new shoes, of course. All you want is fits when you get in high school. So after that, you know, Christmas really didn't mean that much to me. Um, but yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty much that on that. Um, but I tell you one thing I, I will not do, because it... This is one thing that made me uh, remember that from shopping. I'm probably done buying from black businesses next year. I'm sorry. Y'all don't understand. If if you're the one that's preaching about buying from black businesses, supporting black businesses, then you must not have bought from a black business. I have bought from a black business maybe four times this year. I've only received what I bought maybe twice. No, I bought from a black business probably five times this year. I received my shit from three. But those three that I received, it took months to receive my shit. When I say months, I probably, the longest it has taken me to receive is probably. Four four months to re- to receive my shit. The other ones that I bought from, I, as as soon as I bought it, like I've talked to them and like, yo, you know, I need, you know, I really want to buy this product. You know, how long will it take? Oh, nah, you know, we got it in stock. We'll send it. Da da this. As soon as I buy, it, I get an email saying that it's not in stock, and they'll let me know when it is. I've spent maybe over two stacks on these these black businesses to be 
and it's like I haven't received shit. And the shit that I did receive, it took mad long to receive it. And then when you ask them about it, they they kind of cop an attitude with you, like, you know, you ain't got to shop with me. And I was like, yeah, you, you're right, I don't. But I want to shop with you because I believe in, you know, black businesses making money and creating their own shit. I do want to start my own black business and have my own shit. But uh, I don't I don't know. That shit kind of, you know, threw me off with, you know, how they treat you. And they they kind of want to they kind of want to um they kind of force you to, you know, you know, not even for not force you, but they kind of make you feel guilty for not supporting them. They're like, "Oh, you buy from the white man and da da this." Well, the white man going to send me my shit when I buy it. On time, if not earlier. And that's not and that's not a, like I said, it's not a diss to black people. I love black people. I I I want nothing more than to see black people thrive over the white man. And that's just being real. We all want that. All my listeners want that. That's no diss to white people. I like white people too. But that's just what it is. That when you buy from a black business, it's a chance that you will not get your shit. And it's a chance that they're going to disrespect you when you ask them about your shit. I think the most I spent the most I spent on a black business this year was like $500. And it was... I don't know. I, I, I really don't want to get into it because of what I, you know, what I bought. Uh, but yeah, it was, and you don't want to, you don't really want to name drop them because you don't want to fuck up their business and shit like that. But it's just like, like, damn, you know, I spend my hard earned money, my black money on your black business and you show your black ass. And, you know, you basically telling me it's like, hey, it'll come when it come. If you don't want it, then you ain't got to buy it. But I've already bought it. And you told me, and you made it clear that it ain't no refunds. So what else am I supposed to do? But just wait on my money. Or not wait on my money, wait on my product. Because I ain't getting my money back. But, yeah. I think, it, I think it needs to be a real, I think it needs to be a huge talk in how black people do business. They really need to learn how to do business before they conduct business. Because I think they don't, they don't know how to do business. We don't we don't know how to run an infrastructure the way the white man does it. They they run it strict, and and I ain't saying that that's that's all black businesses. It might be some good black businesses out there. I just ain't experienced them. But I think that we got we got a lot to learn when it comes to black business. I got a lot to learn when it comes to black business. Right now, I'm supposed to be working on my hats that I created. That I think is a dope concept, but I, you know, life been getting in the way for black people. I think is. Life gets in the way because, for one, they're using their own money for their business. And I'm not saying that white people, I'm sorry, white people don't, but I think they got it a little bit easier. You know, they got a little bit more support than black people do. It's hard to get black people to support other black people. That's very hard. That's one thing I learned this year and kind of last year. It is very hard to get a black person to support another black person. And it, I, I don't think it has anything to do with, um, you know, they just hating. I think that, you know, black people lives get in the way of them showing interest in what other people got going on in their life. I got this going on. I ain't got time to support your shit. I got my own shit that I got to worry about. That's the problem with black people. They don't want to take the time out to help another black person because they got their own shit going on. And 
that's just what it is. But uh, like I said, I I I I won't say that I'm completely off buying from black businesses. I just think that I must take a step back because uh just uh, just cuz like I said, the experiences that I've experienced just this year alone. Um but I will say like I said, continue to buy black, but just make sure you know what you're getting into before you buy black. And that's all I got to really say about that. Um, another thing that I really wanted to talk about was, um, so we all, we all seen it. I know we all seen it because we all reposting it. One thing about social media, at least every day, you're going to see at least three or four people, if not five to ten, reposting the same shit. Dirk uh, proposed to his girl, uh, India. Is her name India Love? No, that's not India. Ooh, that's wrong. It's not India Love, and I'm just going to call her India. But, uh, yeah, Dirk proposed to India. Nothing wrong with that. I support that. Um, I congratulate them. I'm happy for them. But one thing I hate is when people go on social media and they praise these people for shit that people do on a regular. They're literally saying that Dirk set the standard. How did he set the standard for something that's been going on for centuries? How is that the standard? I'm pretty sure that there is more than one black man supporting his black woman all over the country. He is not the only person that's doing it. He may be the only person that you tuned into seeing doing that, but there have been way more men before him that have done better things. And not, that's not a diss to him. And not never gonna hate on a man for the things that he does, but he is not the first person to have proposed to his girl, supported his girl, and just been faithful to his girl. For y'all to be saying that he set the standard, and you know what makes me so mad about that? It's not him doing that. It's in that same week, in this very same week, Cardi B gave Offset $2 million for his birthday. And not one goddamn woman reposted that shit, saying she set the standard. You know why? Because they don't want to... I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a. It's always a double standard with um, couples, one person in a relationship doing a good deed for the next person. The man has to do good deeds for the woman, and that has to be the standard. But a woman going doing a good deed for a man, nah, fuck, I'm gonna do that for him for it, for him to go out and fuck around with the next bitch, and you know that that is. I don't know, I don't know what it is. If you feel like that's the the reason why you don't repost shit like that and you don't support stuff like that, then you don't need to be with the person you with. And they probably didn't repost that because of. You know, Offset used to be a cheater. Let's be real. Used to be a blatant cheater. But so did Lil Durk. Before he got with India. Lil Durk was a cheater. World class cheater. Lil Durk has eight kids. Eight. Eight kids. And they ain't by India. So, where's the standard for that? Where's the standard for y'all... Y'all support that? And I ain't saying nothing wrong with it, but y'all ain't, y'all ain't reposting that? 
how that young woman gonna have to deal with eight kids by who knows how many different baby mamas because I don't keep up with them. I got two and I barely keep up with mine. So that that's what kind of upsets me is that y'all, we so supportive of these relationship goals, these so-called relationship goals, but y'all don't want to, you know, y'all don't want to support them, them women's, you know, holding down them men. Y'all don't want to do shit like that. Y'all just want to, y'all want to have these traditional standards for men with, and live these non-traditional lives for women. The man is supposed to do this. He has to do this. He's obligated to do this. But you don't hear women having to do anything for a man. And that's one thing I've re- I've literally learned this year is like women not going to do what a man wants them to do. They're going to do what they want to do. You can tell a woman like, hey, I want this for my birthday. She gonna be like, okay, yeah, cool. But then she'll turn around and get you what the fuck she wants you to, what the fuck she feel like you should get. I feel like that's dumb. But, it, hey, like I said, ain't nothing wrong with it. If, that, if that's how y'all want to rock, then that's how y'all rock. But I don't really support that whole double standard when it comes to relationships. If you're going to post something good about a man doing something because y'all think that that's cool, then post about Post about the woman doing something good for the man. Make us feel good. We do, we are just deserving as women. And stop glorifying celebrity relationships. Y'all need we just need to stop doing that. Stop glorifying you know female relationships, or not female celebrity relationships because you don't know what the fuck they be doing. You don't know what the fuck they be going through. They probably going through the same shit. Hood relationships go through. Where they always fighting. They always arguing. Y'all see the good side on Instagram. Because who gonna post the bad side? It's kind of embarrassing to post the bad side of your relationship on the internet. It just it just is. I know I've been guilty of doing it before. And that's why I'm saying it now. It's kind of bad to post the you know bad side. So that's why you, you only see the good. You only see them post the good. Because that's what brings them you know good attention. You don't see when Offset took a shit in the bathroom or Lil Dirk took a shit in the bathroom and, and it, they ladies is upset about it. It stinks. Glorify that. But, uh, another thing I was thinking about, speaking of relations, celebrity relationships, it ain't really a relationship anymore, is we still ain't found out who the fuck, uh, Still ain't found out who the fuck shot Megan. Not who, but if Tory shot Megan. What's up with that? This about to go up there in, in history with Tupac and Biggie murders. Like, who shot them? We still ain't, we still don't know who shot them. Or if what is out there is the truth. I can't wait till they get to the bottom of this. I really want to know. But it's it's I ain't I ain't gonna lie I've been looking looking into it because I think they they in trial right now Tory's Tory's in trial right now and I think that they saying that hey man it might be it might be looking that way Tory Tory didn't shoot her and and I feel like if if Tory if if it comes out that Tory didn't shoot Megan then I don't know 
society ain't gonna give a fuck. And you know what's so sad about it is like they spent over a year dragging this man's name through the mud for them to be like, I still think you shot him. And like, no, there's no evidence. And like, well, I don't care. You shot him. So it's like, you know, what what they gonna do with that? What what happens after that? After they what happens after that? Does he get to sue for them tarnishing his name? I don't know. He should. I feel like there is a price that should be paid for him being accused of shooting her. Now, we don't know what happened. We don't know all the facts of what went on. And I really don't care. But I just wanted to put that out there. That I really want to know if he, he did or not. Those are one of my, you know, if I have to, if I die before we find out, that's, that's going to be one of my questions when I get to heaven. I feel like when you go to heaven, you have questions, like you're allowed to get the answers to the things that you had questions about during your life. One of my questions is, did Tori really shoot Megan? And if so, God, I know you all see an eye. You see everything. I need you to pull up that footage. Pull up that sky footage for me, dog. I need you to show me what you seen. And then we'll, then that's when I, f- I feel like I'll finally get my answers. But that's, I don't know. That was, that was kind of random. I don't know. I, that's something that's always been on my mind. Like, damn, you shot. Did this nigga really shoot this girl? Because that's crazy if he did. You know what I mean? But I understand him if he did. Megan is a fucking giant compared to Tori. She's an absolute fucking giant. If I was four foot nothing, I'd be like, yeah, I gotta shoot this bitch. This bitch got to get shot. I am knee level with this hoe. If this bitch hit me on top of my head, she'll bust my shoelaces. I gotta shoot this bitch. Nah, I'm just playing. I'm just joking. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But anywho, moving on. COVID ramping back up. That's another thing that is is kind of sweeping under. It's kind of like slipping back in there, and we ain't really, we ain't really getting the ain't shit we can do about it. COVID is getting worse. We about to go through lockdown 2.0. And in this case, this might be 2.5. Because I don't think we ever really left a lockdown. We just been like, fuck it. We out here. But we about to be, I feel like we about to be in another lockdown come next year. With all these variants that coming out. Even Joe Biden got up there and addressed the nation. And he said, shit. Shit about to get spooky for you niggas. Real soon. This winter. And you niggas gonna see what I'm talking about. All you unvaccinated niggas, and I used to be one of them, but, you know, Army kind of put my feet to the fire and, you know, basically backed the nigga into a corner and I had to get that vaccine, so I'm vaccinated now. Um, but, yeah, he put he basically put out there that you unvaccinated niggas is... Death is coming for you niggas with all these new variants out here. I don't know what's the latest variant. Is it... it, it the 
COVID is like a new is like is the these new COVID variants is like new strands of weed. That's that's what they that's what they kind of that's what they coming out with now. You know, you got that you got that new COVID out. All that Zaza, that fucking exotic, that gelato, that's that's COVID right now. They coming out with a new name every week. Every week is a new name that you don't know what to look out for. All you know is is I I I should probably stay my ass inside. I ain't gonna lie. Last year for New Year's we went to Houston and I paid the price when I got back. I was sick as fuck. I tried to ignore. I was like, nah, it ain't COVID. And I was like, nah, nigga. I was down there. I was down there in the trenches in Houston, in Dallas, and partying my ass off for New Year's. And I for sure came back with COVID. Will I do it again? Probably yes, because Houston was a blast, and it was only me and Josh that went. But it, it, you know, we kicked it with my brother and his people. But oh yeah, I definitely do Houston again during the pandemic, because it seemed like they didn't give a fuck down there. And they for sure showed us a good time, and I had a good time. But uh, yeah, COVID knocking at the door for next year. COVID is looking at my training schedule because my training schedule is busy as fuck next year. But I'm trying not to be a part of it. But COVID is looking at my training schedule with all that shit we got planned. Like nigga, you thought we about to shut all this shit down? And I am praying to God that that's what happens. I pray to God we go on another lockdown. You know how much fun I had waking up at 9 o'clock in the morning and drinking to 5 and going playing video games all day and eating? The only thing I didn't like about COVID was all the weight I gained. But I didn't give a fuck because I ain't had to do no PT at 5 in the morning. I will go through it. I will gladly go through another. Not, I won't say I'll go through another lockdown. How many of y'all will go through another lockdown? What was locked down for y'all? What would you do different during another lockdown? For me, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't buy shit. Don't buy shit during the lockdown. If one, if that's that's number one, because first lockdown, motherfuckers was just buying shit, random shit, shit for no reason. If you was buying shit during the pandemic that you normally did not buy. During, if it wasn't a pandemic, then you you got your priorities fucked up and you gonna go through some financial hardship again. Motherfuckers was out here buying blenders. Ain't blended a goddamn thing in their life. But, I mean, maybe they was buying blenders because motherfuckers did turn into alcoholics during the first pandemic. Not the first pandemic, but the first lockdown. So maybe they needed to make some margaritas or some shit like that. But me, I don't know. I definitely was buying clothes that I ain't got right now because I was bored. Uh, Definitely ate a lot of food, drank a lot of liquor. I mean, we started our podcast, so I think I can be grateful for the pandemic for that, for the lockdown. But uh, I would say, I don't know. Could I do another lockdown? Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. As long as they bring... The, the movie shit back. That's the, one of the good things about the pandemic that they was showing everything that they're supposed to show in movie theaters. They were streaming that shit. And I was illegally downloading that shit. And I'll go on record saying it because I wasn't the only one. And if I'm going down, everybody else going down too that was illegally downloading. I'm telling on everybody because I know y'all would. You fire stick niggas and you PPP loan niggas is going down with me. That's for sure. 
but uh, yeah, definitely played a lot of Call of Duty. I would go down. I would, uh, yeah, I do another lockdown, but not for long though. Make it a lockdown, but make it like during the winter. So once the springtime roll around and we gearing up for summer, then we come off lockdown. Cause fucking, I'm I'm for real. I think we about to hit another one, and I mean that's just what it is. I was just thinking about it too. I was like, I don't know why Josh went to L.A. right now. You, yeah, they robbing niggas out there. They are robbing niggas for anything, and I don't know why. I feel like when they publicize things, it makes it worse. Like at first, you know, it was, it was a couple little robberies here, like maybe around Octoberish or something like that, and that's probably what had what had been going on. But when they put that shit on social media, I feel like it makes it ten times worse. It makes these motherfuckers double down on their bullshit. And like, shit, we making the news, we about to go start robbing more niggas. Cause I, or they just putting more of it, it, it's, it happens frequently and they just posting it more. But I feel like when they push shit on social media, it makes whatever the situation is ten times worse. They are robbing niggas out there. They just killed another rapper out there. Stabbed him at a concert. Backstage. How? How does that happen? I don't know. Rest in peace to him. But they they for sure robbing niggas out there. And that's why I always tell people like if you if if y'all go another year without buying a gun, then at the at at this point it's gonna be your own fault when it happened to you. I can't really show no sympathy for you, cause I warned you niggas, y'all need to buy a gun or two. Because these niggas out here, they they not playing fair. They don't give a fuck about you. If a nigga walk up on you robbing you, please don't expect that nigga to spare you. Please don't expect him. That motherfucker is committing a felony. You know how much you can get for making somebody, you know how much time you can get for making somebody get down on the ground? That's basically, if you walk up on somebody, you rob them and make them get down on the ground, that is basically a form of taking them hostage. You get some serious time for that. Don't ask me how I know. I just know. That you can get some serious time for that. Just making them get down on the ground that they standing on. It's going to end bad for you. So that's why I tell everybody, like, y'all need to buy a gun. And I, I'm serious with that. I know I, I don't know if, it, I don't know if I, it seems like a joke when I post about it. But I, I got to the point where I just started reposting the videos where fucking uh, women getting followed home and they 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 posted videos of they they, uh they ring cameras on their front doors where they showing motherfucker trying to you know just basically bust in their house follow them home and trying to bust in their house they're like i don't know do what rob them rape them or whatever kill them but it's just like why would you take that lightly why would you think that that can't happen to you i had a cousin who she bought a uh she just recently bought a gun and she was going, she was going out of state, so she calls me, and she wants to know how she can, because I posted about it, I was like, y'all do know that y'all can travel with guns, you can travel with guns, there's nothing illegal about it, all you do is have it in a double lock case, and you check it in with the airline at the front, the front counter, they'll go take it to the back, they'll look at it, make sure it ain't loaded, 
they'll tag it, and they'll put it underneath the plane. Easy. When you land, you should give them the ticket that they gave to you for the firearm, and they'll bring it out to you. Simple. She calls me and tells me that, well, first she calls me about the gun before she bought it. I was like, all right, this is the gun you should get. She goes buy the gun. She's going to go travel out of state. That's a whole. That's one of the main reasons for having a gun. If you're going out of state, I feel like everybody should have a gun. Because you're going somewhere where you don't know where you're at. Nobody knows you where you're going. Yeah, you may be traveling with people, but you are completely defenseless. I think the most defenseless state you can be in is when you travel out of state to another state. You might as well be in another country. That's how that's how lightly people take it. Or don't or that's how much people don't realize that going out of state means you are in a whole other state where nobody knows you. You don't know the people that you you don't know the the people in the state that you're going to. How unpredictable they are. It's people that are in your very own state that are unpredictable. And you just take it lightly. So she. She. uh, She's flying somewhere. She calls me like. Oh you know. You know. Da da this. Can I bring it on a plane with me in my purse? And I was like. Hell no you can't. Do not ever bring a gun on. In your carry your carry-on onto the plane. That's the quickest way to get you arrested, probably charged with a felony, and banned from that airline or the airport in general. But I just told her, I was like, yo, this is what you do. Get a double lock case, a hard case, lock it, check it in with the airline. She says that's too much work. I'm only going to be there for a couple days or a day or two or something like that. And I told her, I was like, how... How much are you willing to gamble with your life? Because that's what you're doing right now. If you don't feel safe going into the state that you're in, but you feel like it's too much work to carry protection with you there, then you must not want to leave it. And she was like, yeah, you're right. That I did. But I was like, okay, you know, if you're only going there for a day, just, you know, be careful. Because, I mean, it could happen to you at any time. I feel like that's what people don't realize, like, Death can happen to you at any time, at the hands of somebody else. Before you even know it, like, death could be knocking at your door. And you, at the, it comes in the least time when you ain't expecting it. Nobody's expecting to die on this certain day at this certain time, but it happens. And that's why you tell people to protect themselves. Because you, you don't want nothing bad to happen to you. And you see that it's happening every day. Every day on the internet, you see that bad stuff is happening to people. So why would you take your own safety lightly? I don't know. But me, y'all know how I get down. It's a gun everywhere in the house. I play with guns all day. I'm about to get to the point because one person brought up, I seen this one dude bring up a good point. He's like, as soon as I wake up, don't ever think you're safe in your own house. He said, as soon as I wake up, I put a gun on my hip. I'm walking around the house and shorts whatever the case is there is a gun in reach of me because hey home invasions happen too that's just what it is but uh, uh Robbie Rich dropped the worst album not not I, I I came on too strong I'm sorry hold up um I won't say Rowdy Rich dropped 
the worst album he could have dropped or ever. I will not say that. But my nigga, you made us wait at least two years before you gave us an album. Two years, my nigga. I don't know what you was thinking was going on or I, I, I don't know. I don't know what your game plan was, how you thought this was going to play out, but my dog, I hope you got a deluxe because that shit went in one ear and went out the other. I've been waiting on a Rowdy Rich album for so goddamn long. Rick Ross too. We're going to get to you in a minute. And you, you delivered me a, what I seen somebody put on Twitter as lackluster. I have not heard that word come out of a black man's mouth before. Lackluster, my nigga. And I'm trying to figure out, like, yo, you know, did the lay, did the, 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 did the album, not the album, but the, the label make you put this out? And they are, and they always say people, people don't really do as good on their sophomore albums. But my nigga, I don't know what you was trying to do. What do I feel like what he was going for because he didn't do no press run, no snippets. He didn't really drop anything in between time. I think he was trying to do like you know how Rihanna doing right now. Rihanna ain't put out shit in like six years. Pissing me off, by the way. Um. He tried to do like them high profile, you know, celebrities do where they, they kind of, you know, they've, they put out such a good body of work that they not putting out shit. They're going to starve you. They're going to make you hungry as fuck for that music because they don't want to oversaturate the music industry with their music. So they kind of, they're going to kind of starve you for a little bit. My nigga, your your first album was good, but you you ain't that good of a you know. But it it wasn't even just his first album. He's put out other bodies of work before his first his first official album that was you know good you know. So people put you know in that two year time span of him coming off that first album success that was huge number one for a, a while. And we've kind of held him to this high standard of his next shit has to top that. That it just, it just really didn't. His biggest feature on his album, the song started off with some bullshit for like a minute and a half. Just before the beat even dropped. It was just, I don't know what it, I don't know what the fuck it was. It was like some retro shit. Lil Baby was on it. And you wasted time on that I don't know but maybe I just gotta go back and listen to it to get a good uh, to get a better feel for it or a second opinion to make sure I'm not tripping but there's a lot of people that dropped some bullshit this year that I had high hopes for and I know a good body of work when I hear it let's see fucking uh, Dom Kennedy did the same shit Rick Ross did the same shit I was like yo what the fuck Y'all was the motherfuckers that I was expecting to put out some heat, some fire. And like I said, maybe I got to go back and listen to Maybe I was listening, missing some shit, missing some bars or something like that. But you know automatically when you fall in love with a body of work when it comes to music. 
you gonna fall in love with that shit. This shit is fire. No skips. Meek Mill's expensive pain was no fucking skips. Fire. Whole album was fire. Even the love songs. I don't even like love songs from rappers like that. But that shit was fire. His intro, fire. Expensive pain, fire. Blue Nose 2, fire. Fuck with me with ASAP Ferg, fire. I can I can literally go back and name the songs. That's how good it was. It's but Rowdy's, eh. Mid. Straight mid. And I say that with my chest. That it was it was mid. I'm sorry. It's just what it is. Rick Ross album, mid. Rick Ross is known for putting out a good album. But this shit, mid. Sorry. The motherfucker had fucking Big Lotto on that motherfucker, I think. No, it wasn't Big Lotto. It was fucking... I don't know why I get confused. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Look her up. She's on the album. What's her name? What's the girl name? Y'all know who I'm talking about. That motherfucker had, it, it, that's her name. The motherfucker had Dream Doll on his album. And it wasn't, it wasn't a bad song. Don't get me wrong. But you had Dream Doll on your album. Ross, this, that ain't you. That, that's not your lane. You are a classical music type of guy. I needed a classic from you. And you was another motherfucker that we waited a long time for, for a new album. Gave us a lackluster album. Hey, but like I said, maybe I just gotta go back through, get us, get a second opinion, and I'll get back to y'all on that. But as of right now, mid, straight mid. Sorry, my brother dropped a harder mixtape than Rowdy's and Rick Ross's album, and I I called that nigga and told him that. Shake and bake. Look it up. SRT Roots. He had no skips. I fucked with that. I'm proud of him. But, uh, yeah. I don't know what else I had to talk about. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to jump into what's going on in my, my work life. I signed my my deck statement, which I don't. For y'all that ain't in, don't know what a deck statement is, and if you are in and don't know what a deck statement is, you should know. Um, I well, I was on orders to Alaska. I did not want to go to fucking Alaska. I don't know why the fuck they put me on orders to Alaska because that's the last place I asked them to send me. I said, do not send me to Alaska. I do not want to go to Alaska. Well, apparently other motherfuckers don't want to go to Alaska either because they still put me on that list to go to fucking Alaska. And all these white motherfuckers around... Not white motherfuckers. I hate saying that. But just motherfuckers at work is telling me that 
what do you, why don't you want to go to Alaska? Don't you want to go fish? Fuck no. Do it look like I fish? I may fry some fish, but bitch, do it look like I'm ready to go fishing in the cold on a frozen lake? Why the fuck do I want to go fishing? That is not the only, motherfucker, I don't even want to be in the army. And you telling me to go live in the cold and be in the army? Bitch, you got me fucked up. And you know you do. These motherfuckers know I didn't want to go to no cold-ass Alaska to go fishing. Why the fuck would I want to do that? Or go hunting and it's a great outdoor state. Motherfucker, we sleep outside for a living. What makes you think I want to be outside any more than I have to? Outside of work. So I can be reminded about what it feels like to be outside at work? Fuck no. I'm good. Thank you. What, what, uh, money might say, hell no, thanks for asking. I mean, I am good on Alaska. So I signed my deck statement, means that I refuse to accept those orders, and I'll be staying here. But, uh, all it means is, you know, you can't come in back into the military for a period of time once you finally get out of the military, which I don't know who the fuck would want to come back in, unless they're offering a million dollars. Uh, we, I once asked somebody this, I'm like, yo, would you re-enlist for a million dollars? And he said, hell no, it ain't about the money. He wanted, he wanted out of this shit. And he was a good soldier. So that should tell you something. Motherfucker didn't want to accept a million dollars. But, what did we end up? So yeah, I signed that. I do have an appointment for, uh, to finally get my, my body looked at. I got some things going on with me that requires me to get some surgery. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, just my, my I, I, I need to get uh, sh- shoulder surgery on both my shoulders, unfortunately. But I'm happy because that's just going up in that boy's disability. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait until... I get that surgery over. It'll be my first surgery. I'm kind of nervous about it, but it is what it is. It needs to happen because right now I haven't done shit all day and my shoulder is like kind of killing me. So it's, it's that time. I need to start taking care of me, putting the military second and putting myself first. And that's what I'm going to do all next year. One thing I will say, we will do, I will, I will because I'll be gone. We'll do a New Year's. We're going we gonna to go over some New Year's resolutions, some shit that people really need to start doing in next year. And the one thing I will go ahead and get out there and put out there is put yourself first next year. Legitimately put yourself first. Think about you, only think about you, and worry about you. Because when you're only worried about you, Nothing's interfering with you getting things done for you. Because you got all these things, all these distractions coming in from other people. You get distracted from doing the things that you're supposed to be doing for yourself. Because you're worried about all the other things. Well, you're getting brought into all the other things that's going on in other people's lives or what other people got going on. And it makes you lose focus of what you got going on or the things that you want to have going on for yourself. So put yourself first next year. That's my number one thing. A lot of shit next year for me is going to be that ain't got shit to do with me. That's just what it is. 
that's a lot of my mentality and what's going to be next year. Just me. Worried about me. But we're pretty much going to end it on that because first time, uh, a first official time doing an episode by myself. Uh, kind of different. We'll see where it goes. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to pump out another episode uh, after this funeral thing. Got to go knock this funeral out. Uh, get to see my little brother again. I'm always happy to see my little brother. Uh, that's probably like the closest thing to a family that I got right now. I got my, you know, I got all, you know, other family, but he's the one that I'm really closest with. And it's crazy. I, I, I don't know. I, I, it always feels crazy to me because I felt like as when we was younger, we wasn't really as close, but we lived in the same house. We had the same mama. But I feel like as we got older and he got older, and that's one thing I couldn't wait for was for him to get older around, the, you know, same adult age bracket as me so we can finally like connect on levels we can talk about shit we can relate more because it was hard to relate when you know i'm a teenager and he's six years younger than me that's hard to communicate that my, my little brother was very childish growing up got into a lot of fights a lot of fights and it was a lot of him telling on me and me getting my ass whooped but yeah, so I mean that's one thing I'll be happy about. Uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna definitely put out another episode after I get done with this funeral, or probably before the funeral, or maybe, yeah, I'll talk about it afterwards. Cause, um, but one thing I will say: wear your seatbelts, please wear your seatbelts, because that's how my cousin passed was not wearing a seatbelt when he got into the car accident. Wear your seatbelts, please. There's nothing wrong with wearing a seatbelt. Nothing, nothing interfering with you while you are driving that you can't wear a seatbelt. I feel so unsafe when I wear a seatbelt. That's the first thing I do. I could be driving two miles an hour. That seatbelt going to be gone. I don't know why. But it's all, well, one, this motherfucker will, your car will ding like a son of a bitch until you put that goddamn seatbelt on. But, I feel so much safer inside of a car when I have my seatbelt on. But, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, next time y'all hear from me, I'll be in Kansas City or I'll be just coming back from Kansas City. Uh, but, yeah, this has been another episode of Conver Conversations, and I'll see y'all in a few days. And also, I'm going to try to try put out two episodes a week because that's what I've been told that I need to do. So that's what's going to happen. Get used to it.